What is good, everybody? It's your boy, Chef Buck, Ethan Buckles. I'm back for another podcast today. Today, it's March 21st, Sunday. It's the middle of the night. I've been alive for about 21 years. I can't think of as much of a time in my life that I can remember. Remember, living eight years in Michigan, 11 years in Minnesota, two years in North Dakota. I can't think of a time in America that I've been alive that's been this bright or this dark. I'll be talking a whole bunch about the coronavirus, how it's just destroyed everything. And I'll also, I'll also be getting into the latest in sports. I'll be talking quite a bit about, about some of the moves um, for NFL free agency. Uh, I'll be talking about that as well. I'll leave a link in the description of the timing on that. But first off, we've had quite a bit happen with the coronavirus since the last time I hit the airwaves. As of right now, here in the United States, we have about 26,867 cases and 348 deaths. That is a big time increase from last week. Of the current active cases, there, is, there are about 26,341 active cases. 97 of them are in mild condition or in good condition. 3% are even in serious condition. So, of all active cases, you know, the World, the world Health Organization predicted, predicted that this, this, this pandemic would have a death rate of 2 to 3%. Uh, the World Health Organization leader, Tedros, whatever the fuck his name is, predicted that this virus would have a 3.4% death, death rate. Here in the United States, so you divide three foots, divide 348, divide it, so 348 divided by 26,867. So currently in the U.S., we have about a 1.2% death rate, and that varies across a number of different states. So not only is the death rate not 3% here in the U.S., 3% of people even get into serious or critical condition. And of course, everyone is freaking out freaking out because Italy's death rate continues to skyrocket. It is skyrocketing. It was at 5%. It started at 2%, went to 3 to 4 Now we're talking about a virus with a death rate approaching 10%. 10%. Everyone's freaking out because Idris Elba tested positive for, for coronavirus. Then it was Sean Payton. Then it was Kevin Durant. Then all these unnamed people. Then it was that one other guy. Daniel Day Lee, whatever, the heck, whatever his name is. Can't remember. Can't remember. The day after I lost took the airwaves. I cannot, I will not forget. I wanted to get back on the airwaves that next day. I didn't do it because I didn't, I was too mad. I was too angry. But there, there were still probably about a thousand or so cases in the nationwide. Less than a hundred deaths. And there are people, people are, are still wanting a quarantine, a nationwide lockdown. And I was, abs- I have been absolutely disgusted because last week on Sunday, I see people trying to glorify a lockdown, trying to glorify a quarantine, making it seem like it's a great thing. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for it. 
people are trying to hype this lockdown up by posting videos of Italians singing in the streets while in quarantine. People are tweeting, hashtag lockdown New York City, lockdown whatever state that is. People saying, and I see these journalists, so-called journalists on Twitter. I see hashtag shutdown NYC with about, has about 4,000 or so tweets. I see a journalist, so-called journalist on Twitter, pin this tweet and tweet out, the people of NYC have spoken. It's time to lock down NYC. Do you realize there is, you're talking about getting excited for quarantine, a lockdown. I can't, I can't see how. I can't see how you could get excited about that. Do you, you realize that means, you know, in France, in Spain, all these countries that are in military lockdowns, you have, you can't leave your house. So the rules are, you cannot leave your house at all. You can't leave your house except for one person for the entire family of whatever house you live in is allowed to leave the house a certain amount of times. You have to write and ask and request for permission from the government to leave your house. And you can, it's, and you can only leave for a specific good reason. Specific good reason. So that's going to work, going to get medical treatment, or going to the grocery store. You cannot go anywhere else. If you are caught outside without a good reason, whether it's by a cop, a military officer, or they'll have drones flying around tracking for people that are stragglers, you will be charged with a misdemeanor. You will either get cited and get, get charged with a huge, massive fine, or you'll be thrown in jail for up to three months. And this is what people are getting excited about. And there are people in America that are saying, let's do this. Let's do exactly what, what Italy is doing. Let's get super excited about. Well, the first thing I want to point out is, why is everyone quarantining and locking down? Why is everyone doing it? China did it in the Wuhan province. They quarantined the whole city. They locked it down. Anyone who you could, you had to register. You, you had limited time. Only one person could leave the house. If you were caught leaving your house, you, had, you, you were threatened to get arrested as well. They would even, they would abuse you if you were caught out in the streets without a good reason. They would assault you. They would, they would wax your door shut so you could not physically leave your house. South Korea did not have any lockdown. They had about 8,000 cases and about 60-some deaths. That's way under a 1% death rate. That's a death rate comparable to the, in the seasonal flu. Okay? And how did they defeat this? They didn't lock anything down. What they simply did is they had everyone, as many people as possible, come up and get tested to the drive-thru, at the drive-thru testing facilities. 
The U.S., of course, you cannot get tested unless you have shown symptoms specifically. If you are just a person that is asymptomatic that wants to get tested just to be on the safe side, you can't do it. So China, they locked down everything, okay? And of course, it apparently worked. Apparently worked. So the world, the, the rest of the world says, you know what? If that's what, chi- if that's what gets this virus to stop, that's what we're going to do. So what happens? This virus infects people by the tens of thousands in Italy. People are dying by the thousands, hundreds and hundreds by the day, okay? So China does this first, Italy does this second, and now you have Spain, France, Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, the UK, all saying, hell, China did it. Italy did it. We're going to do it now too, because that must be what works. And the United States is now looking to say, hey, that's going to work for us too. But the thing is, they missed out on one key thing. All these places. The thing is, not only did China lock down their country, but they had a plan. They had a clear plan. Okay, what now? I gotta ask, what is causing so many deaths in Italy? They are one of the healthiest populations in the entire world. They are supposedly have some of the best medical technology in the world. The part of the country that this virus is hitting the hardest is in the richest part of the country, the Lombardy region, home to one. It's one of the wealthiest places in the entire world. One of the most developed places in the entire world. It's the economic powerhouse of the country. It's because the Italian government did not take this seriously. They did not have nearly the amount of hospital space, the medical equipment, or the ventilators appropriate to treat the amount of people that are coming in sick. On the other hand, China... They locked their population down as well. But the thing is, they had a plan. They saw the spike in cases in their Hubei province. So what did they do? They built dozens of temporary hospitals. They bought in a ton of ventilators and hospital beds. They prepared for this. Italy, on the other hand, did not do this. So they, Italy, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but Italy has one third, one third of the coronavirus, sorry, ventilators per capita in their country. So there are not nearly enough people to do this, to, or sorry, to get on on these ventilators. To make it worse, it's all happening in one part of the country. Italy's president locked down their entire country. Their entire country. Why was this? The thing is, you look at where these deaths are happening, these cases are happening. They're all happening in one part of the region. It's happening in the northern parts in the Lombardy region. And they had to lock it down because people were trying to flee the lockdown areas in the north to try to to get to the other parts of the countries, therefore spreading the virus. 
everyone's looking, everyone's panicking saying, oh, well, we don't want to be like Italy. We don't want to be like Italy. So the solution is we got to lock down everything. We got to shut down all, all public places. Nobody leaves their house. We're getting close to it being two weeks, two whole weeks since the Italian government, or sorry, this Italy, went on full lockdown. Just a week ago today, it's the 21st today, March 14, let's see, there was 21,157 cases in the entire country, okay? Let that sink in, 21,157. This is also about a week, a March set, okay, March, let's go to March 8. March 8, there are 7,375 cases in the country. This is when Italy started, started their crackdown, started their lockdown, started it all. Keep in mind, the coronavirus incubation period is about 5.1 days. So we go to March 14, exactly a week ago today. There are 21,157 cases in Italy. As of today, March 21st, there are 53,578 cases. In the last week, we thought a week ago it was devastating enough in Italy. In the last week, the cases have more than doubled. Now, how is that possible? The country has been locked down. Nobody can do as much as leave their house. If they are caught outside, they'll be thrown in jail. Italy, they are much more big about close contact with their family members and all that. This has also been hitting their eldest population. Fun fact, 99% of the deaths in Italy or the people that have died, the, the people have had at least one or more underlying pre-existing health condition. Of the deaths in Italy, for about 45% of all the deaths for people in Italy had at least three, three underlying health conditions. That's quite a few, I would say. Of the 40, of the 4,825, deaths, we're still talking about a 14% death rate of people 80 plus, 15, let's, we'll say, of people under, under 40, the death rate worldwide is about 0.2%. So you could argue it's not really the greatest, not really, not, not really the biggest threat. It's in Italy, they're a disaster and this lockdown is scheduled to go through early April. Now I'm telling you, there's no way they end this thing. And if I am Italy, I am unlocking down the southern parts of the country that have not been hit hard by this virus because the economy of Italy is going to be destroyed. The tourism industry of Italy is going to be rocked for years to come down the road. That ain't coming back. 
The best thing to do is get whatever you can now. Another theory I have, lockdowns do not help. I'll get more into that when I talk about the U.S. and the lockdowns. But first, I want to say one more thing about China here. China, in the last week or so, has apparently been saying they had reported no cases. I'm not sure if I believe that or not. Because I was watching a documentary film. Documentary film. By the way, I watched this about a week ago. It's gone off YouTube. I don't know why. But Google and YouTube have known to be pretty sensitive towards China. But this video reportedly said that China began all out of nowhere. They remo- After a person randomly, after taking a coronavirus blood test, tested positive, they randomly said they're going to stop testing all patients. They're going to remove the lockdown and quarantine. And they're going to start closing temporary hospitals one by one. Just out of nowhere, they decided to do this. The thing is, China is so good with propaganda, so good with fake news, that they, they, could, they could easily sell this. For all we know, there, there still could be coronavirus in Wuhan. That lockdown in Wuhan could have very well been a setup for us Americans. I don't know if this has been stopped. This could very well still be running throughout China. They could be setting up because they, they want... The thing is, is they want us... That's what they want us to do. I'll get more into China later. But I want to get into the U.S. here. In the last, uh, I don't know, few, week or so, it all started one by one. Democrat governor after another. And, well, let's say moderate Republican governors as well. Started with, I believe it was, well, New York and Ohio. They said, we're going to close all of our, well, first the colleges, they, the Ivy League, like I said, the Ivy League is the one who started this. The Ivy League schools were the first to shut down, and, and Stanford too. Don't forget Stanford. These elitist schools were the first to shut down their, to shut down their campuses for the remainder of the season, telling their students, we're going online for the rest of the year. Then it was one school after another, to another, to another. Then it was the University of Minnesota and all their schools. Then it was University of Wisconsin and all their schools. Pretty soon, smaller and smaller, smaller universities, they have to follow suit because if once, if once, if one school does it that's higher up than us, shit, we gotta follow them too. This is our this came after the spring sports seasons was canceled, after NBA M- MLB, you name it, delayed, March Madness canceled. Then it was one state, it was New York canceling their schools for the rest of, for who knows how long. Then it was Ohio, they closed their schools. Then it was Michigan, then it was Illinois, then it was Wisconsin. At this point, every school in the Midwest is basically obligated to shut everything down. Especially from Democrat governors. That they, they're, they're trying to be heroes, saying, oh, I fought, I fought this coronavirus. They want to be praised by the media. And their, their fear is, oh, well, if one kid in this school spreads coronavirus, I'll get sued like I never believe. So then everything gets shut down. Every school. That's first. Then we had, first it was Illinois. And California too, but Illinois, California, and Ohio, 
Suddenly in Michigan, those, those leftist states with leftist governors, they said, you know what? We're going to issue through executive power. We're going to shut down all, basically all social places. Every building, every restaurant's going to be ticket only. We're shutting down all bars, all gyms, all hair salons, everything. The only places that are, that are going to remain open are essential places like grocery stores and gas stations. And so what happens? First, it was what, Illinois? Then Ohio and Michigan was next. Then Ohio followed. Wisconsin followed. And then, you know what? It was Minnesota next because every if one state does it, shit, the next one has to too. And now we have states taking it even a step further. If that's even possible. You have, first it was San Francisco. They did this several, they were the first to do it. They put in a three-week mandatory 24-7 curfew shelter-in-place order. Trying to be, pick up the trend from Europe. Then the whole state of California did it. Then the whole, then New York, after insisting they won't do it, they decide to do it. Then it's Illinois and their, their dumbass governor. Their dumbass fat fuck governor. Then it's New Jersey copying New York because they're basically one state. New York and New Jersey, if you've been to New Jersey before. It's basically half Philly, half New York City. So they copy everything. Now, first of all, I gotta say this fears me. This, or this scares me. Why? We all know San Francisco, California, that's a whacked out leftist place. They try to set the craziest, most wacko trends. Gun control, sanctuary cities, sanctuary state, uh, free, free this, free that. They, they believe that they are the trendsetters for what is the future of America. And they are the first to issue a 24-7 curfew. And people are following them. My worry, and there, there's also the Green New Deal. They want to ban air travel, rebuild every building, basically communism. My worry is that if, San, if this is how the nation responds to San Francisco starting this, what's next? Is it the green? Is it going to be? I don't even want to know. Free this, free that. Abolish cops. Just destroy our country completely. Government, communism. Who knows? But this is ridiculous and it's unnecessary. First of all, we're still talking about it. I, I mentioned earlier. This this virus still has a one point two about 1.3 death rate nationwide. A number of states haven't even reported a single death in their state. It's, it's ridiculous. If it weren't for the virus hitting one nursing home, there'd be probably about 30 or so fewer deaths than there are now. And the, the death rate would probably be below 1% nationwide. Nationwide. So... Everyone's panicking, hysterically. This is it. This is the X virus, the one. 
the one pandemic they've been talking about for decades. That's going to wipe people out. It's going to wipe the planet out. It's going to get people sick. It's going to overwhelm the hospitals. Let me ask, how is it possible for these hospitals to be overwhelmed? Did you, did, did you know? 2009, the swine flu outbreak hit the U.S. Of one of the biggest flu pandemics we have had since the Spanish flu outbreak in 1918. In the United States alone, there were 350,000 people that were hospitalized from the swine flu. In the media, nonstop, what do you hear? There are going to be shortages of supplies, masks, hospital beds, ventilators. Over something that has, what, 24, let's see, 24,000? No, 26,000 cases in the world. Or sorry, in the U.S. And about 708 of those people in serious condition. Worldwide, worldwide, we are talking about 300 or so cases. In the entire world. And in the U.S. alone, that's how many cases there were of swine flu. And there were no hospitals overwhelmed. This lockdown is... It's so basically you are getting people, number one, you're getting people. So that's my first point. You're getting people panicked over a virus that does not do much. Look, let's look at Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant. All, all these young people have said that they haven't experienced symptoms. Seth Doan, a CBS news anchor was stationed in Italy, tested positive for coronavirus. I'll quote what he said. I was feeling fine. But I was coughing a bit more than my the, my friends and people around me would have liked to hear, heard, like, like to have heard. So I went and got tested and I tested positive for COVID-19. And honestly, I can say I've had colds that have felt worse than this. This affects not the old, but we know who this affects. It affects the people with underlying health conditions. Okay. Let's contrast that with the Spanish flu outbreak of 1918. That wiped out the young and the old. It actually, it took its toll, it took its, it unleashed its wrath on whoever it wanted to. So we know who this virus kills. So why not shield them? So that's number one. Number two, so you're gonna, this, this lockdown is really Really, I mean, it's unconstitutional. I don't, I, I, you're telling, I mean, this is unprecedented. You're telling Americans there's a, there's, we have freedom, we have free speech, freedom of expression, religion. I mean, I don't even know what clause this falls under, but it, I mean, if it's if it's if it's temporary, I get it. But I mean, you're talking about a full scale scale curfew. You can't move, or else we get, or else we get fined. This is something that we've never seen in this country before. Where you can't go where you want, do what you want, say what you want. This has to be there. Is, there's a under the Bill of Rights. There's a freedom of movement. Granted, interstate travel, go where you want. And they're trying to just in the the, 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 the the people are trying to get that destroyed. I mean, so people's rights are being violated. They can't leave their house, 
it can be, this can be temporary, but I mean, yeah. But I mean, so fourth. So my, sorry, third point. You're just, so you're destroying, you're destroying everyone. Like you're destroying everybody. Okay. What I wanted to bring back from the Italy point earlier. Why is Italy having so many cases despite this lockdown? I mean, people are going to, you lock people down. They can't go out. They can't party. They can't do what they're most passionate about. They can't play sports. Can't go to class. Can't chase their dreams. Can't go to work. Can't go outside and have fun and enjoy the nice weather. Now you can't go, you even have spring breakers. The Florida governor just told spring breakers to pack it up and go home. That's, it's not good. That's what's going to, what's that going to cause? It's going to cause more depression. That's what I'd say. I mean, and what happens when people are more depressed and feel down and are more lonely? Not, they're not exercising. They're not, they're not exercising. People aren't exercising too. The gyms are closed. People aren't interacting with people. They're staying at home. They're being depressed. So what's going to happen? I mean, the restaurants are closed too. That's healthier food. So you're eating most likely fast food or cheap grocery store food. So you're eating unhealthier. You're eating. You're not exercising and you're you're more depressed. So what's going to happen? Your immune system is going to decline. The, the, the infection is infects people the same way. It infects. It's it's. It's contagious. But. When you do this, take these measures on people, it really has dramatic effect. It's going to have more dramatic effects because with this, with these measures, these preventative measurement measures, mark my words, the immune systems of people are going to be weakened quite a bit. It's ridiculous. So I've had, I've said this, this is hysterical. What else did I just say? I said that this is unconstitutional. Now, my third point was that this is, it causes the spread. It, it does not stop it at all. It's my third point. It, and so let's see here. My fourth point, I'll say, this isn't the best way to do it. There are so many different ways of doing this. Like I mentioned, South Korea's method worked. We are basically in nationwide lockdown slash quarantine right now. I would bet with you that pretty much every American would say they want to, they want life to get back to normal. Anyone that's not affected by this at all, they want to get back to normal. The question is, when will things get back to normal? Are they going to wait till there's a decline in cases? Are they going to wait till there's basically zero cases? What are they going to do? We don't know. We're hearing from Anthony Fauci, the director of this, the director, the director of this thing, basically the health guy, saying that this thing might peak in a few weeks. We're saying that this could last. They're saying that this could last up to a few months, is what some people are saying. Then you have President Trump saying this could last up to eighteen months. Eighteen months. And you have you have this 
you have unemployment rates skyrocketing. It is skyrocketing. Okay? You have, you're depriving people of their everyday necessities. The resources are going to go dry real quick. Real quick. Grocery stores and all that, it's going to go away. People are not going to have any money. This country is going to go into poverty. This is not necessary. And the thing is, let's say, okay, not everyone's tested. There's down to a few cases left. And everyone reopens everything. Everything's going back to normal. But a few people are infected by it. They might not know it. Or there's just a few cases out there and they decided to reopen everything. Well, if everyone gets back to normal and there's still a few people infected, this virus is still contagious. And people are still going to get transmitted and get infected. And we're right back to where we started. There'll be a second wave of this. And that's just how it'll be. I mean, either way. No matter what, lockdown or not, there is going to be this virus is going to be widespread. We are basically in quarantine. Italy was basically in quarantine. Italy was in quarantine. They saw their their amount of new cases double by the day. They saw their deaths skyrocket by the day. A lockdown, a quarantine, does not help with that at all. It's pretty ridiculous. My thought is this. Here's what they should do in the United States. If you're going to quarantine, lock down for a few days, a week, two weeks, fine. We know specifically how long it's going to take. Stock markets won't crash. Job employers will not have to lay people off. Supplies will be in stock. The economy keeps running. Living standards stay high. Instead, they're just kind of going with it. At the end of those 14 days, sorry, within those 14 days, these hospitals should prepare for a dramatic influx in cases. Build extra beds, whatever. Bring in extra doctors from Canada or other countries, Mexico, that are less affected. Bring in extra supplies. Prepare for a dramatic increase in cases. Then, regardless of how this outbreak looks, and the quarantines and the lockdowns, open businesses back up. People are still working. People are outliving their lives. Boom. Anyone that has an underlying health condition, they can continue to quarantine because at some point or another, this virus will start to die down and the threat won't be as clear and present. Because basically, what this is, is communism. There is a select, what, 3% of people. I mean, not many people are going to get infected with this in the first place. I don't know a single person that's been infected by this virus yet. And for those who do get infected with pre-existing conditions, such a small percentage of even them will die. So basically what they're saying is, they're telling all the rest of us, all everybody, put your life on hold, don't leave your house, be sad. Give up your job. Decline living standards. Whatever. Just throw your life in the towel at the expense of whatever. Oh, 348 people, 708 in serious condition. Whatever. 
there's 20, 26,000. That's barely even the population of Farmington, Minnesota. Such a small amount of people in there saying, just basically throw your whole life away. This is not the way to do it. And also you got to look at this is completely unnecessary. Because there are a number of potential really bad viruses out there that could be much worse than this. If there are some states individually that want to lock their state down, they can do it. I mean, let's say in New York, you've had a spike in cases. You're at 12,000, you're over 12,000 now. You are approaching it having half the cases in the country. California, New York, New Jersey, Washington, they have over half our cases in the country. We're talking in New York, less than a 1% death rate from this virus. Washington, despite, despite having this virus hit a nursing home specifically, less than a one, or sorry, about a 5% death rate. It's still well below Italy's, about comparable to what Iran's death rate is. New Jersey, about a 1% death rate. Michigan, less than 1%. Louisiana and Florida, two states where this virus could become a major problem. Louisiana and Florida, they both have older populations and populations that are very unhealthy. Louisiana's already had 20 deaths, 763 cases, and this virus has not even been in Louisiana for that long. Louisiana's governor warned that their hospitals could be overwhelmed by this next week. Certain states should take this virus seriously. In Georgia, you have 20 deaths out of five, or sorry, 20 deaths out of 555 cases. They have about a 3% death rate. That's another case of a state with un, 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 unhealthy population and a pretty poor population as well. But then we have North Carolina. 284 cases, not a single death. We also have Utah, 136 cases, no deaths. Interesting enough. Then you have Massachusetts, over nearly, you know, 526 cases and two deaths, well below 1% death rate. I mean, last, as of about, as about, as of 6 p.m. today, well, actually, as of about 6 p.m. today, there were 18 cases nationwide that did not have a single death in their state. There were about another six or so. Well, there's 24 total states in the country. Either have one death or no deaths. So nearly half the states. Minnesota will only have one. This death rate, is it, it impacts people differently, but it's not impacting the U.S. This virus is not worth putting, just totally throwing away everyone's life. And you know what? Even there's got there's no plan set in place like China had. No plan in place whatsoever. At this rate, people want life to get back to normal. It's not going to happen. There's going to be plenty of civil disobedience whatsoever. So, and I'm I'm disappointed. My prediction came true that the lockdowns happened just like I predicted. It happened. So now, I wanted to get into China a bit more. 
if China, this, there is something. I would not be the least bit surprised to, to find out that there is a conspiracy of some sort behind this virus involving China, communist China. If you remember back in 1997, the bird flu, H5N1, originated in China as well. Came from chickens, infected chickens. The virus translated to humans. Highly contagious virus. Had about a 50 to 60% death rate. Much, much higher than the coronavirus does right now. There were about 40 infections. 40 to 50 infections in the country. Several deaths, about dozens of deaths. Over a dozen deaths, probably. Epidemiologists and health experts from around the world came in to help just try to stop this virus. And they did it. They got this virus eliminated before it could wreak its havoc worldwide. On top of it all, China slaughtered every one of its chickens in that area that the virus broke out. Millions of chickens were killed. We, we had China's compliance then. We had China's, China's compliance with SARS. A virus that had about a death rate of about two to, sorry, four to five per, times the death rate of the coronavirus now. Now we get a coronavirus in, that originates in China. Much more contagious than the previous viruses, coronaviruses, such as SARS and MERS. That's an issue. Then, it's, 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 much, it's, it's much more contagious instead. It's much more contagious. It spreads around. It's suspicious because we don't know where this thing came from. They say the food market, but we don't, know, we don't know that for sure. That's where the other viruses came from. People just mysteriously started coming, becoming ill. Pa- the alleged paint patient zero in Wuhan allegedly had no ties. The first patient to get infected with this allegedly had no ties to the food market. This, ironically, this virus happens just after Trump won the quote-unquote trade war with China. They reached an agreement. What do we know about China? Well, the Democrats have been hard on, on Donald Trump because allegedly Vladimir Putin and the Russian government have tried so hard to meddle in our elections. They talk so much about Russia, but they never talk about China, communist China. The country that hires, their government hires spies. This is not a conspiracy, this is legit. Just look up CBS, 60 Minutes, Australia. They hire spies to travel around the world to infiltrate colleges and universities to try to promote communism and try to take on democracy and promote political candidates that they are in favor of. It's no secret that, 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 that communist China loves the Democrats. They love their leftist policies that are similar to theirs and their, their favorable policy towards China. Diane Feinstein... Her, her Senate campaign allegedly had ties to communist China as well. Democratic Senator, California. So we know that China will do whatever it takes to, get the, to strengthen, their, strengthen their position in the world. 
get the candidates that they want imposed throughout the world. They've done it in Taiwan, Australia, places throughout the world. If it means even losing some of their population, they will do it. They will do it. Okay? Now, why do I think... The thing is, China could very easily manufacture this virus in a lab or whatever. Why do I think that? Well, like I said, we had China's compliance on previous viruses, such as SARS, MERS. They were... This is China's Chernobyl moment, I would say. I mean... So in the bird flu, SARS, MERS, we had China's compliance. They were not secret about it. They were open about it. They let outsiders come in and help. Here, no one, it, this, this, this virus just mysteriously popped up. People were getting sick and dying. Doctors were trying to blow, doctors in China were trying to blow the whistle on this and let people know there is a new virus that is highly contagious and potentially deadly that could kill thousands, if not millions, if we're not careful. And what is China do? Reprimands them, tells them to shut up, basically. Tells them to shut up. By the time this virus becomes widespread, it's too late. It, it reaches a point where they, they could have helped us. They could have tried to stop the virus. They could have shut it down. Could have helped the rest of the world and prevented it from breaking out world, worldwide. Like they did with previous viruses, but they didn't do that. It broke out and it got to a point where it couldn't be ignored. People were getting sick. And finally, they couldn't keep covering this up. They had to come out and acknowledge it. Then, the U.S. offered help to help combat this virus. China said no. They would not let anyone from the outside into Wuhan, the Wuhan province, or the Hubei province. Anyone from the outside could not come in. They were very secret about this. They've been very defensive about it. It's ridiculous. And they've now been blaming America, which disgusts me. China's been blaming America for this virus, saying that they started it. Pathetic. It's not right. But. That's. It's kind of why I think that they. Might have started it because they've been so secret about it. They've been so defensive about it. And all that. If they, they did not comply at all, and now you have this thing going worldwide, and it's in favor against Donald Trump, if anything, which they would love to have Donald Trump gotten rid of. So then you have these ridiculous, ridiculous news reports coming out by CNN, Washington Post, you name it. ABC News. Trump is being racist by calling this virus a Chinese virus. Even though they called, they called the CNN, Washington Post, ABC News, they called this virus the Wuhan virus themselves in the past. They're, they're, ABC News last night on their nightly broadcast claimed that, without evidence, claimed that Ever since Trump has been calling it the Chinese virus, there's been a rise in hate crime around the country. Really? What's your proof? How is that even possible when the whole country is locked down? That's just nonsense. It's a lie. Complete lie. Then, you have 
you have uh, Chris Cuomo on CNN. That guy's a joke, liberal hack, communist, basically. Says Trump should stop calling it the Chinese virus because we don't even know if it originated there. So really, Chris, are you promoting the idea that China's been promoting that this coronavirus came from the U.S., the conspiracy theory that the U.S. military created this virus and gave it and dropped it off in China to try to, you know, kill off the Chinese population, undermine their government? Better not believe that. Hope not. As for Donald Trump calling it the Chinese virus, I think it's ridiculous what he's doing. He's, he should not be calling it the China Chinese virus, the China virus. He says it's called the China virus because it's, quote, made in China. Or the, the, the virus came from China. It didn't just come from China, Donald. It came from the Chinese government. Donald, you campaigned on not being like a Barack Obama, not being like a Hillary Clinton, not being like a George W. Bush, George w. Bush and Bill Clinton, in appeasement, in trying to make our adversaries happy. You cannot try to appease Xi Jinping and the Chinese government. There is no debate. This is this right here. It's a it's a straight up result of the incompetence and authoritarian rule of the Chinese government, and the selfishness of the Chinese government. They are responsible for the deaths of millions, the the a global recession. You name it. So you shouldn't be calling it the Chinese virus. You should be calling it the Wuhan virus or call it the Xi virus. Don't say, don't say I call it the Chinese virus because this virus originated in China. You say this virus is called the Chinese virus because it happened as a result of the Chinese authorities not looking out for the best interests of their people and covering things up. So in that way, you change the narrative. Instead of being having news outlets attacking you of being a racist and trying to play the blame game and a tit for tat, you change the narrative into the Chinese government did something awful. But instead, he took the road of appeasement, trying not to upset the president of, or the, sorry, the, dic- the communist dictator of China. President Trump, it's time for you to call out the communist government of China. China. You campaigned on this. You've done it before. You've called out Vladimir Putin when the media pressured you to. Now it's time for you to call out this communist regime. But at the same time, I see these fake news Washington Post articles saying that Donald Trump was advised by military, by intelligence about this virus back in January. But instead, Donald Trump downplayed it. And immediately after, it says how, what intelligence was provided and how the virus could have been slowed slowed down or stopped was not clearly provided with information. Really, that's this fake news then. Fake news at at its finest. But, like I said, the Chinese government is smiling ear to ear right now. President Trump is undermined. The U.S., and the West is undermined. Their two greatest adversaries that the freedom, the Democrat, it's only the Democratic states that have been affected by the, affected by this. They, they're the ones getting wrecked. 
And China is smiling ear to ear for this. And this just shows why you don't establish any sort of diplomatic relations with China. Just last year. Okay, so if, if, for any of you that follow history, you know, the Silk Road. China's trying to rebuild a Silk Road where they dominate the global trade, dominate all trade throughout the East, sorry, the, the whatever, the West Pacific, the Indian Ocean, all that, as well as trade, trans, trans-Asian trade, trans-Eurasian trade, they're trying to establish a new Silk Road. So in establishing the new Silk Road, they have bought out ports or they have gone to places like Italy where they have offered to basically build these infrastructure projects to establish great trade routes for the Chinese to, to trade across the, the, the continent. And they built it themselves with their own money using their own workers and whatever. And all the, the host country has to do is give them access and let, let this benefit their economy. So Italy just joined on this just this past, within the last year. And what do you see? You see dozens and dozens of these migrant workers from China coming in. There are nonstop flights from Wuhan, China, where the coronavirus is, to Italy. You see these Chinese people just flowing in and in, bringing diseases and wiping out populations. Wiping out your population because they could not control their own country because their government lied to them. If I'm Iran, if I'm Italy, if I'm any world, worldwide country, this is a bad look for China. You cannot keep this exposed to communist China. This is not acceptable. Okay? Now, one last thing I want to get into with this, for this coronavirus. And you know I'll probably make this NFL stuff in a separate podcast. This is no doubt going to have a big impact on President Trump. No doubt. Biggest challenge he's faced. Impeachment, Russia, whatever. Any election. No, this is his biggest challenge. He's had an, a booming economy his whole presidency. Goes down. This disease blindsides him. I don't know where. But this kind of exposes. This is a nightmare scenario for Democrats. All of their talking points. They won't admit it, but their talking points, their policies have been destructive, destroyed in this situation. Okay? So first, climate change. They have been pushing for a Green New Deal, Paris Climate Accords, anything they can do to get, the, to get money out of your pockets to get for the government to supposedly cut back on carbon emissions and try to cut back on pollution. Well, we've seen how big this the pollution's gone down. I mean, China, their pollutions went down a mile. Italy went down a mile. All it takes is, a, it, it proves kind of that the, the states that are polluting are not the United States, it's the other states. And what you got to do is you got to, you know, just restrict it, just restrict, restrict things a bit. It's, you can restrict carbon emissions and pollutants, whatever, without, without spending trillions. And of course, another another thing that the Democrats want is they want a government-controlled single-payer health insurance. They want that so bad. They want that more than anything. That's what they can't. That's their. That's the centerpiece of what Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, any progressive Democrat that you will hear of. They want single-payer, universal government-run health care. 
right? Well, let's look at some of the countries that have been hit hardest by that. First off, Italy. Italy has been ruined by this. What does Italy have? They have single-payer, government-run health care. Spain, third hardest hit country, same exact thing. We have a, a healthcare system largely by my government here, and look at we can hardly get tests out and can hardly get equipment out, like as if we're a third world country. Exposes that the government getting more control over the healthcare does not help. Therefore, their policy does not work. Then, of course, Democrats they love open borders. They think President Trump is such a racist because he tried to impose this travel ban on on these Muslim-majority countries. He does not like brown people. He wants nothing but white people in this country for immigrants. Well, he just debunked that theory. That, that theory. He just in, in issued a major travel ban on all European countries, debunking the theory that he just wants white people coming into the country. That's been debunked as well. Then... He impo- so that travel ban, no, let's be honest, no Democrat would have done that. No co- Democrat would have shut down any border. President Trump did it, despite unpopularity. And it's done a good job. Look at Italy, open borders. France, open borders. Germany, open borders. You name it, open borders. All these, all these countries in Europe, open borders. Disease been spreading like wildfire. So let's hope this ends. I think it will. I think we'll be good. We'll be just fine. That This is the end of the Corona podcast. I'll get a separate one out for the NFL later. And uh, until then, okay. we'll see another one coming out.